What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another Crossover Thursday edition. Locked on Browns, locked on Saints. We are here. Your daily dose of everything that you need around the Cleveland Browns and the New Orleans Saints. Part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. For this crossover episode, you've got Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd on Twitter. Host of Locked on Browns along with Garrett Bush. Myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. You are Locked on Saints host. Here to give you everything you need to know about the New Orleans Saints-Cleveland Browns matchup this week. Weekend, we appreciate you so much as always making Locked On Saints and Locked On Browns your first listen of the day every day. Very grateful that you are here with us in today's episode. This crossover Thursday brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's so easy to play. No competing with other players, just you versus the house and the projections that are available. All you got to do is pick two to five players, choose whether or not they're going to come in at more or less than their Prize Picks projections, and you win up to ten. 10 times your entry. It literally takes less than 60 seconds to enter. I was doing this read, and while I was doing it, Jeff has already put in his prize picks projections for the weekend. That's how easy it is. You can also get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 if you're a first-time user by entering the promo code locked on at prizepicks.com. That's promo code locked on. We are so excited to be here with you. We're going to be breaking down everything from predictions to key matchups that can decide this game. But first, we got to get to the biggest stories. And Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the biggest story for this team, for both of these teams, is effectively the same. Health and weather. How does that impact the Browns? Uh, there's no question. And we, before we just get all into that, um, if my Lockdown Browns listener, Ross Jackson, in addition to me, Lockdown Saints host is our channel coordinator, and with this, we'd all be remiss, and I get to do it this week because it's Christmas. Ross, for all you do for us, all happy holidays, everything. Oh, uh, yes. You know, the ambassador of Quan, so to speak, for the <laughs> locked-on NFL team. You are way, way too good for us. Um, but this is crazy because, like, you know, a lot of times we'll sit down and we do these shows, and you want to get into the X's and O's. Um even the Billies and the Joes. Yeah. It's really going to be hard here. I mean, this is more like, you know, your favorite weatherman growing up, the Al Rokers of the world. Um, <laughs> and if you haven't heard, folks, if you haven't heard, um, negative degree temperatures, winds, minimum 30, gusting, uh, anything that can come off a, you know, a lakefront stadium, that is where we are headed. Um, so the thing here, and, you know, we, Ross and I were just talking about this before we started is, there's a lot of guys dinged up and natural. That's natural this time of year. But yep. what is normally what we say if somebody's not rolled out of a game or they get a questionable status? We're going to go out Sunday morning. We're going to try to get it loose. And we're going to see where he's at. Negative nine. Nothing gets Ain't nobody loose. getting loose. Ain't, Ain't nobody nobody loose. Getting loose. <laughs> no, no. You can be 100% going into this game and you're going to have the stiffest of hips and knees even still. Even if you were smart, I would probably have these guys do their initial workouts Inside is probably what yep. I would do. Um, but yep. you know, for the Browns, there's a key one here. Um, for us, it's Nick Chubb. Um, you yeah. know, Nick Chubb missing two days of practice. First off, that doesn't happen. Um, right. Nick Chubb doesn't get rest days. Like he does not right. get re like they give rest days in Cleveland. Nick Chubb does not get them. He has had two practices, and most importantly, it's not been de uh, designated as rest, it's been designated as foot. So the other thing, you know, getting it loose, basically the ground is going to be as hard as cement. So mm -hmm. imagine, you know, being told to go play a football game on cement barefoot, um, you know, obviously very difficult for a player like Nick Chubb. Um, and it's a tough look. It's always a tough loss to not have Nick Chubb, especially in a game that is probably going to be so heavily dictated 
by which team can run the ball with more success. Um, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be totally stunned if, if Nick Chubb is not a player in this one. The Browns, luckily, Kareem Hunt, it, it was a soft going, and it wasn't looking so good, but it's actually looked better with Deshaun Watson. The thing is, mm-hmm. Nick Chubb's talked about him getting acclimated to playing more out of a shotgun as a running back. Kareem Hunt, this is what he did in the NFL before he came to Cleveland. You know, playing in Kansas City, they were always in guns, so he was comfortable with that. Dearness Johnson's a smart, smart back who's been barely used this year. Maybe there's an opportunity yeah. there. Maybe some Jerome Ford. So the Browns, if they truly feel it's not in the best interest of Nick Chubb to put him out there, they can probably still be successful in the running game with other guys. So that's something to watch out for. But, Ross, I know the ball's in your core here as well. I mean, I saw that list today. Um, and another name, and obviously he was talked about so highly yesterday in the Browns locker room, Jarvis Landry. And now all of a sudden here was Jarvis Landry. And maybe he's saying, ah, I know, I've been there, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the hammy. Yeah, negative nine, 30 mile an hour wins. Uh, maybe that's a flight I'm not taking. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one. And it, it and it's compounded because you've also got Chris Olave, who hasn't practiced yet so far this week. So he's got a hamstring. Uh, you've got Jarvis Landry added with an ankle. So that's not great. You know, you and I, we, we got to talk about you. You mentioned that we don't we, we dive in these conversations. We were talking about the X and the O's. We were talking about the Billies and the Joes. Instead, we're stuck here talking about the highs and the lows. Right. And, and the low <laughs> is, is minus nine. And so there's there's no like anything here that really signals that a guy like Rashid Shahid, who has been an absolute playmaker for the New Orleans Saints, Nothing really signals that he's going to have a big game here because Andy Dalton is not throwing passes that are strong enough downfield to withstand those gusts of wind. I know he's a little bit more acclimated to playing in that weather than some of the other New Orleans Saints that are around. But, I mean, the guys that are around aren't really going to be able to have that type of impact. So for the Saints, it's going to come down to the run game. What makes that so challenging is that, A, they've been a bad run team for the majority of the season, and B, they just lost Cesar Ruiz. The majority of, who was the right guard for the New Orleans Saints, the majority of Alvin Kamara's 640 rushing yards have come to the right side of the center. And the majority of that share to the right side have come either to the immediate left or the immediate right of Cesar Ruiz. He has been huge in the run game for the New Orleans Saints, just over 200 yards going to either side for him. He has been outstanding for the Saints. He made a huge jump from last season where he struggled a bit. But he has started 31 straight games, now done for the season. So who's going to be the guy that steps into place at right guard? There is a chance that it ends up being Calvin Throckmorton, who in half the amount of snaps played, he gave up the same amount of pressures as Cesar Ruiz so far this season. Or they take the veteran in James Hurst and then move him to right guard, which then puts Trevor Penning, the New Orleans Saints first-round rookie who played at Northern Iowa, he would end up then starting at left tackle. Now, he's a great run blocker, so that could work in the Saints' favor. But up until we know exactly what this offensive line is going to look like, it's going to be really hard for you to sit back here and say, okay, the Saints are going to be able to get the run game going when Alvin Kamara is really their only hope in doing so. And they haven't been able to, no fault to Alvin Kamara on his own, but they haven't been able to get him going so far this season. And this is where it gets interesting because the Browns' run game has suffered. And it's crazy to say this. Ethan posted. It was one of the most under under quiet signings that was ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nick Harris blew out his knee first game of the preseason. Uh, it became Ethan Posick's job getting with Bill Callahan. Again, it always seems to work wonders. Bill Callahan, <laughs> you know, if it's not working for you, Bill Callahan can get it working. Hasn't played in four weeks. 
Um, the play suffered. The run game suffered. Everything kind of went down. But miraculously, the Browns find a way to go three and one during that stretch. So as the Saints offensive line is getting weaker, the Browns offensive line is getting stronger. And I will just say this kudos to Ethan Posick. Because I would have looked at the weather this week and said, ah, one more week, boss. One more week. I'll be good to go <laughs> I'll be in one good more to week. Go week 17. Yeah. <laughs> yep. How you feeling? Let me check that calendar for Saturday. <laughs> week 17, great, I got you. Great, I got boss. you. But I think that's going to be vital for the Browns and with yeah. the possibility that maybe Nick Chubb is a spectator in this one. Um, the Browns hopefully to be able to get that offensive line even stronger here in a game again where you know running the ball seems like it's going to be uh, you know, the absolute be all end all most likely for both. Yeah. Teams. Yeah. And the saints, of course, just having led up over 230 rushing yards, to the Atlanta Falcons just a week ago in the Superdome where don't get me wrong. It's cold in the press box, not very cold down on the field. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at the key matchups, key matchups that might end up impacting and not only impacting, but could end up deciding this game. We got that coming up for you here in just a sec as we continue on with this Lockdown Browns Locked On Saints crossover. But first, Jeff, you got some you got some news for us from our good friends over at Audible. I 100% do, Ross. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we are sure you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find an episode from the league available as a bonus episode on Locked On NFL, narrated by Super Bowl champion and legendary smack talker Richard Sherman. When you put a receiver on me like Michael Crabtree, we all know, and sports broadcaster and rising star Taylor Rooks. The league, is a, the league is an eight-part docuseries about the most bizarre, inspirational, and unlikely stories connected to America's favorite sport, pro football. You won't want to miss these untold stories spanning from the 1940s through the present. Our bonus episode is called The Well of the Cowboy. It's an incredible story of the 1977 Dallas Cowboys who brought in Bruce Lee's protege to teach their defense martial arts, ushering in a new approach to the way league, the, way the league trained. Each story offers equal parts history, entertainment, and social commentary. Head over to Lockdown NFL for a bonus episode of The League or catch the full series wherever you get your podcasts. Available now. Audible. Get in the game. All right, everybody. Continuing on with this crossover edition. Thank you so much for making Locked on Browns and Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget for your second listen to go and check out Locked on Sports today as well. Get all the news from around the wonderful world of sports Get beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with all of our Locked On local experts bringing you insight that only Locked On can provide. Find it on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Jeff, as we take a look at the key matchups for this game that could end up deciding this one, we've talked a bunch about the run game. We've talked a bunch about the injuries, but just focusing down on maybe unit versus unit, player versus player, position by position, what's a key matchup that you're watching in this one? I'm going to go, and I know you even discussed it, and obviously a big loss with Cesar Ruiz missing this week. Mm -hmm. um, the Browns have had an issue in games where we talk about this team doesn't run the football very well. <laughs> I know exactly we, what you're talking about. We've discussed this, and then guess what? The Los Angeles Chargers absolutely hand you your lunch. Joe Woods, you know, wherever his status is, look, he is the defensive coordinator for at least three more games for your Cleveland mm -hmm. Browns. Is he fighting to keep his job? We'll see. But the point is, you're going to have to get creative this week. And, you know, Joe Woods has shown the ability to do that in the past. Five-man, you know, bare front, uh, you know, walking more guys to the line of scrimmage. As mm -hmm. you said, you know, look, it, it doesn't matter if Andy Dalton has less talent than Deshaun Watson. When you're talking about conditions like this, yep. 
you maybe get one shot as a quarterback to make a big play. Maybe one if you're lucky, and maybe it's because you hit a slant and your wide receiver did all the legwork. Yeah. But here, it's you cannot get gashed in a game like this. The Browns' defense has been improving. Rookie Perry on Winfrey. We've been looking at this D-tackle room for, like, can anybody, anybody step up? Because it's pretty sad when you say that your defensive tackle room is led by Taven Bryant. But that's just a fact, and that's the way it's been. But Perrion Winfrey has been coming on late. There was some maybe immaturity, focus questions, and Miles Garrett even went to people within the Browns organization and said, look, somehow, some way, the kid's got to get the lesson. You know, like, Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't do that unless you thought the talent was there. Right. So with Perrion Winfrey, the the play is improving there. But when you know that, you know, when you know there's only one thing essentially that can be done to you, you can't let it happen to you. It just, you know, it comes down to will. And, you know, this is a tougher situation, certainly, for, you know, the Saints than it is for the Browns. You know, the Browns, you can practice outside at least a little bit and get closer and closer. For the Saints, there is no way to replicate what they're about to get into here in this. So you can't come in when you have this great home advantage that the Browns do that nobody wants. And just to reiterate this, nobody wants this. 50% of the NFL are guys from Florida. Nobody wants this. Nobody wants to play in this. Snow is kind of fun. Negative nine is like scary. Yeah. But you can't let the New Orleans Saints come in here and shove the ball down your throats. You are the ones who are more used to it. They don't run the ball well. You know, both teams really, really on the outside looking in as far as playing, you know, January football. The Browns defensive line and also the fact that I don't let's not forget this. The Browns are down their four top linebackers. Mm. The Browns have more linebackers on IR than they actually have on the roster, for God's sakes. Yeah. So that is a critical situation to be in. And Grant Elpit, John Johnson, the play has been more steady the last couple of weeks. But these guys, as being the last line of defense, and keep in mind the last line of the defense here is going to be like five yards, six yards away from the line right. of scrimmage right. because there is no way, reason to have any deep responsibility here. But this Browns defense and Joe Woods, there is no way you can let the Saints come in here and shut the ball down your throat. Yeah. Yeah, the Saints had 134 rushing yards last week against the Atlanta Falcons. Before that, they hadn't crossed the century mark since the Las Vegas Raiders game in week eight. So it had been uh, five straight games of double-digit run production as a team for the New Orleans Saints. And they're going to have to be able to figure out a way to run the ball this weekend. Uh, Speaking of, Jeff, you mentioned uh, how are the New Orleans Saints going to prepare themselves for the weather? And all they what they did this week is that they when we were out at practice today they usually practice the indoor facility they practice in the outdoor facility so you know forty nine degrees <coughs> minus nine degrees that's close that's close right like they'll 60, be fine. Oh, sixty degree difference yeah sure. yeah they'll be fine <laughs> sixty degrees <laughs> I I loved it because I was okay like I get it like I get I understand the idea of like figure out a way to you know like hey. My hands are cold. Now I have to figure out how to catch the ball again with cold hands. But it's a way different ball game standing still outside versus running around in 49, 52-degree weather. Not the same thing. So it was funny, though. Um, For me, the big matchup that I'm going to be watching comes down to the New Orleans Saints pass rush as well as really just – let me say it this way. It's really the New Orleans Saints edge defenders versus the uh, uh, Cleveland Browns tackles and specifically one of the matchups that i'm going to be watching is going to be cam jordan versus jack conklin jack conklin's been 
really good this season. <laughs> uh, he's right now, what, 12 total pressures surrendered, according to Pro Football Focus, and like two sacks given up. Cam Jordan, on the other hand, though, is the Saints' third leading pressure getter for the team with 27 pressures. He's got, uh, he's been in on five and a half sacks so far this year. So that's what you're going to want to see from Cam Jordan. Uh, Cam Jordan hasn't had some, hasn't had sacks in the last couple of games. He's been close, though, and so you want to see him get there. The last time he had a sack was week 10 at Pittsburgh up against the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So maybe there's something that is, you know, about those AFC North teams that maybe is igniting him or something like that. Like maybe it'll work out for him. But either way, that's got to be a place where they're going to be able to come through. And the other piece to all of this, too, when it comes to finding success in the run games for the Cleveland Browns is that it's not just about the running backs. Like Deshaun Watson can pick up yards with his legs as well. Now, the New Orleans Saints deeply in on Deshaun Watson over the course of the offseason. They're going to get an opportunity to see what they missed out on for better or for worse this week. But what you want to see is Cam Jordan terrorizing as much as possible. And I don't just mean that in the run in the pass game as him as a pass rusher. He's got to be able to get in there and get those run stops as well. Right now, the New Orleans Saints have been dealing with some issues over in the run defense side. Like I mentioned, they've given up Tons of yards. They've given up over 200, 200 rushing yards three different times so far this year. They've surrendered now three different 100-yard rushers, which might not sound like a lot, but for the New Orleans Saints is quite a bit. One of the other things that I'm going to be watching is can they reset the line of scrimmage? So when I say reset the line of scrimmage, what I mean is that if the Browns are taking a snap from the 25, can they get a push on the offensive line and back that offensive line up to the 24-23 so that the uh, so that the running back has to break the plane of the line of scrimmage earlier than anticipated. That is something the New Orleans Saints have struggled with a ton so far this season. They themselves have been getting uh, kind of pushed back uh, two, three yards in some cases. So that's been a big issue for the New Orleans Saints so far this year. So I'd like to see them find a way to overcome that in a game where it gets really, really, really important. You look at the average depth of target for the New Orleans Saints defensive line so far this year. Cam Jordan doing well, 1.3 yards upfield. But when you look at the defensive interior, three yards downfield for uh, for David Onyemata, 3.1 yards downfield for Malcolm Roach, 3.8 yards downfield for, uh, for Shai Tuttle. That's a big deal. That interior defensive line is getting bullied by opposing offensive lines. And what that's doing is that it's allowing running backs to get three yards downfield before they even cross the plane of a Saints defender. That can't happen on Sunday. So I'm watching those edge defenders. I'm going to roll the interior defensive lineman in there as well, though. But the Saints defensive line has a massive task ahead of them, whether it's Nick uh, Chubb, whether it's Kareem Hunt, whether it's Dearness Johnson, who is a name that I literally just told Saints fans to watch out for as a free agent over the course of the offseason season because I think he's an incredibly talented player that just has two incredibly talented running backs in front of him he's just one of those guys it's an Alabama situation to where you know you got three deep at every at that position right now and so uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the New Orleans Saints counteract all of this um so those are some of our key matchups that we're going to be watching here. Coming up next, though, let's get the predictions, Jeff. Locked on Browns, Locked on Saints here for this Crossover Thursday episode with the Locked on Podcast Network. 
Bet Online, you guys know how much we love them. They are your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball, even the World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. All right, y'all wrapping up this crossover Thursday edition. Locked on Browns, locked on Saints. Time to get to predictions. We've given you the biggest stories, the weather, the health of the team. We've given you the the key matchups, these run defenses versus these rush offenses. But what about the predictions? Cleveland Browns right now favorite at home, minus three. So basically they get the home field advantage. I'm a little bit surprised that it's only minus three. I thought maybe the weather would kind of push into their favor a little bit as well. Maybe we'll hear from uh, from Dave Mason sometime this week, our friend over at Bet Online, about how uh, these odds all shake out. But right now Cleveland favored minus three. The over-under, though, only 32 points in this one, Jeff. 32 points. So I don't expect a high-scoring game. Uh, how do take you think that the this, under. Take the under, right? How do you think this game shakes out, buddy? I think the thing with the fact that you're talking about the line being, you know, Browns favored by three is the fact that do you see these teams combining for more than 20 points? Right. Because the one thing, we're talking about this cold, but there is the chance of precipitation. Right. Um, and that is in the and the thing is with this it being this cold, I know it's been talked about a lot this week. You don't necessarily get a ton of precipitation precipitation in these factors. It's just literally too cold for that. We're not talking about Alaska for right. God's sakes. We're not talking about Iceland. So um, you know, Antarctica, all these things. But when you get into this, I don't think anybody's really gonna score a lot. The question's gonna be is you know, the point total, is there a key turnover? Something mm-hmm. like that. You know, is somebody incapable, you know, the ball's too hard. And Everybody, I'm going to tell you right now, you don't come out of a game like this judging your players, ready to fire coaches, nope. ready to say a guy's a bum. This is this is an absolute wild card. And I do think in a game like this, you're going to get somebody that nobody's expecting to maybe give you a day out of nowhere. So, like, we talked about big, big names, but maybe Dearness Johnson's the guy here. Yep. He comes into a game like this, fresh as all can be. He's barely touched the ball this year Mm -hmm. so the browns may look at a guy like this and say hey man you're not 100 percent. you're like 120 compared to everybody else who's playing this game they're all dinged up they're all beat up their bodies are hurting and nobody's fired up on christmas eve especially you guys on the road to go play in negative nine degree weather it is a really really tough spot to be in i i i think the only statement you would take from this game is probably if the browns lose I mean, because, you know, you're riding yeah. this high now of Deshaun Watson is back. You're two and one. 
he's starting to look better each and every week. Um, so for me, you know, and I think, like I said, the 32, you take that under. You absolutely yeah, smash yeah. that under. I We have no idea yet what the field goal range is going to be. The field goal range could be max 30, maybe. Right. Maybe. Right. Yeah, especially with yards. the like 30 mile gut, 30 mile an yeah. hour gut. Well, so we're like, talking oh. that. So we're also talking here that extra points right. are going to be, you know, question marks as it is. Yep. Um, for me, I would probably say something of, uh, of the line of, you know, because I'm not going to guarantee an extra, you know, all extra points are going to be made. Maybe 13 6. 13 6 Cleveland yeah. wins. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, I would take that over because nothing is going to change. I mean, they have been on this now for almost 10 days that this is going to be, and it has not altered one bit as far as precipitation, as far as the wind chill affecting you into the negative degrees and the fact that you're going to get 30, sometimes maybe 60. And the thing with Cleveland is it's not really a stadium where you say, okay, going left to right is to your advantage. It's not, it it doesn't work that way. The winds are different on both sides of the field. And if anybody watched on Saturday, as much as everybody wants to get on Cade York, Justin Tucker, who everyone probably considers the greatest kicker to ever play this game, had his history, his issues. And it wasn't that bad last Saturday. It's really going to be bad this Saturday. So my guess would be, you know, you're going to get some sort of freak thing, either a turnover or maybe a wide receiver screen where one tackle's broken, nobody else is around. I'm thinking something 13-6 Browns. Um, yep. This is just going to be an ugly football game, folks. But, I mean, you know, hey, you don't choose the assignment. You cover the assignment. Um, and we'll do the best we can. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm right Ross, there. Ross, we've the- used that quite a bit this year <laughs> with the Cleveland Browns. You don't choose the assignment. <laughs> oh, I hear you, man. Uh, for me, I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns winning this one 10-13. So I was right there with you. I was right there with you. 10-13. I, I do think that the Saints find a way to get into the end zone. And it's funny. I was thinking similarly, like, if Eno Benjamin gets an opportunity this week, exactly. he, didn't, he didn't get an opportunity last week. He had kind of just shown up in New Orleans. You know, it's tough to learn that playbook, get out there the week of, all that. I mean, it's not going to be extensive playbook anyway. 37 right. power, 38 power. It's going to yeah, go back to whatever your high school is. It's going to be much easier. It's going to be much easier. A lot of wing T, a lot of Taysom Hill in this game. <laughs> like, I think it's going to be a lot of that, right? So I think that, like, the Saints will find some breakaway run or some breakaway moment that's going to get them. I agree with you. I think it'll be, if anything, the player that scares me the most for the Saints this week is is probably Taysom Hill. I think he becomes one of the most important players on the field yet again for the New Orleans Saints offense, which I is think. not good for the Saints, but it might be good for a recipe to be be competitive it, in this game. It ain't. It ain't. It's not too shabby for him, honestly. Like if there was any player that I was going to identify who in this weather could have a positive impact for the Saints offense outside of Chris Olave, who's a little bit more, I mean, he's accustomed to playing in the Ohio weather, like he, he's got to get, but not minus not Like, that's the thing is, like, players play in this condition two, three times in their entire career. Like, yeah. this doesn't happen very often. This doesn't happen often at all. And so, like, I, so I would say, like, Chris Olave could be one of those guys. But, but for me, like, Taysom is the player that I would look at and say, he has the, the 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 largest ability to be able to impact this game. And then, like you said, some fresh-legged running back. So, you know, Benjamin with just over 70 carries on the entire season so far, there's a chance there. So for me, it's that turnover differential becomes a big thing. If the Saints can find a way to get a turnover that stands, then it ends up making a difference for them. But they're mm-hmm. minus 12 right now in turnover differential, which is better than a bad turnover differential, which is what the Cleveland Browns have at minus three. The Saints are four times worse 
than that. <laughs> and so it, it, it ain't looking great. It ain't looking great when you're hoping that you're going to get a turnover, when you're hoping that your run game is going to be able to get going and you haven't been able to get either of those things uh, so far this season. So I'm taking Cleveland to win this one 10 to 3. 10, I'm so sorry, 10 to 13. Um, so I'm also going the under on this one as well. Uh, so just to do a quick recap, biggest story in this one, health and health and health and safety, health and, uh, and weather, which I guess health and safety, uh, for both insanity. Sanity, yes, insanity, uh, for both of these teams end up being huge key matchups for this one. were easy. It's, it's, it's the run offense versus the run defense on both sides here. And then of course these predictions, we've got this one coming in at the under, we got this one still being at least a, a, a fairly close game, a within one score game. Uh, down there. Uh, it, it, anything else before we wrap up that you're really looking forward to for this matchup? Uh, look, I mean, if you get a chance where maybe the snow is a little bit of a factor, it, it makes for more maybe of a fun watch or you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, the most ironic thing of it, this is a one o'clock start. Yeah, this is a one o'clock yeah. start. And we're talking about this weather. It's not an eight thirty kickoff. <laughs> so imagine what it's going to be like at night. No, that is absolutely bizarre. <laughs> You know, bananas. And, you know, look, I mean, and this is something where internally, look, some people are can can find a way here. Some can't. And there's maybe some players that, you know, you think could be solid players in this game. And guess what? I, I can't breathe. I can't right. breathe the negative nine. You know, and so it just makes for an interesting factor. And for the Browns, I mean, I've dealt with cold games. I've dealt with win games, you know, that, uh, that this team has been involved in. Nothing, nothing has been as bad as what we're going to see you know, on Saturday, um, I, I doubt you're going to see a packed house. I mean, a number one, it is Christmas Eve, so it makes it right. a difficult game to go to. Um, a number two, you know, if it is Christmas Eve and your significant other is nice enough or in friends or whatever, yeah, go ahead. We'll catch up on Christmas Day. You might be going to the ER afterwards. You might yeah. be sick yeah. on Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah. So it just makes, you know, but look, if football is football, you know, for all of you who like the old school, you're getting your wish for Christmas. You are there getting you your wish. Ross and I, I think, you know, if this game were in New Orleans, I think we'd probably be, you know, a lot more excited about what we could talk about <laughs> and what we could bring to you. But, you know, the schedule is the schedule. It is what it is. Um, but, you know, Browns, you know, Deshaun Watson, it, you're hoping to see more progression. This is kind of just going to be like a, a week where you kind of, you know, you took the class, maybe pass fail. And yeah. pass would mean win. Fail would mean loss. There you go. That's, that's what you're looking for in New Orleans, too, is they hope to keep their minuscule playoff hopes alive along with the cleveland browns also looking to do the same thing so remember to check it out christmas eve the new orleans saints on the road taking on the cleveland browns if you need more on this game you can check out locked on browns jeff and garrett have you covered every single monday through friday over on locked on browns the browns perspective for the saints perspective come through ross jackson i got you covered over at locked on saints every monday through friday as well for Jeff Lloyd, I'm Ross Jackson. Make sure that you hit that like button on your way out. Subscribe to both channels. Show some love. We appreciate you very much. And don't forget to drop your score predictions in the comments as well so that we can see those. If you need more, Locked on Browns, Locked on Saints, we got you covered. We appreciate you so much for making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen, go and check out Locked on Sports today, wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you again here soon. Locked on Browns, Locked on Saints here in this crossover Thursday. Part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.